gotta tell you that it has been a rough day for me. I don't know about you, but it has been a long, rough day. Nah, my day was fine. I don't, like, I mean, I don't know what time you went to bed when you got home, mm-hmm. but I had to be up so early today. We weren't out super late. What time did we get home? Like 11? Yeah, I was home, yeah, probably 11 or something. It was just, knowing I had to be up, it's been a long week, and I had to be up super early today, last night, didn't put me in a good spot today. This morning, it was rough. Like, I wasn't hungover. Like, mm. two, two drinks, that's not anything. But, a little bit of sleep. It was, like, really hot. Was your house hot? No, but... I haven't turned on the heat, and I still have a bunch of windows open, so, like, I'm... I still take, I still take my AC down still. Yeah, I mean, I did that, but... It, so, no, it was not hot. It was, like, comfortable. See, it was... Last night ended up being a really nice night mm-hmm. for what was shitty weather all day and then supposed to be really bad out. ended up being not terrible for Halloween. But after walking and being in a sweater and being super... I was in a long sleeve and a sweater, so I was just, like, not mm-hmm. optimal... For my costume, for, for my fatness, mm-hmm. I was a very sweaty guy. When I got back, I was like, "Don't want to shower right now." Like, I, I just like, I feel like I'm just not comfortable. Like, I'm just like exhausted. I know I gotta get up early, so I opened the window and like slept with the window open, which was nice because like a nice breeze coming in and it felt good all night. Mike's a sleepy guy. He's such a sleepy guy. He's such a sleepy. And you, you really just stop touching me. Why? I'm just trying to get you all pumped up. I'm trying to get you jazzed up. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get you ready to go. You've managed to make me both tired and irritated at the same time. That's upsetting. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's never what I want to do. So tell your story about windows or Well, no, sweaties. I was just saying, like, I'm not feeling great today because the window helped, but, like, I couldn't actually sleep last night. I just kept waking up, like, every hour. I don't know why. And because I had the window open, Navi kept, uh, like, coming in at night. And she normally sleeps in the in my bed anyway, but she kept coming in and like sitting in the window because no other windows are open because mm-hmm. it's colder weather now, uh, and it was rainy, so she was just like chilling in the window, and I was like, well, I kind of want to like I don't know, fucking hang out with Abby in the window. So I just like I could never actually sleep last night. So when I woke up today, I was not feeling fucking fantastic, and Fridays were a long day anyway. I drank all morning, which isn't fun, and up up super early and just it's a long day it's you know I've been up for a long time yeah it's and, up for you and the night's not over the night is not over uh but how was Halloween for you how was your Halloween that was alright just alright yeah care to <laughs> elaborate I don't know you were there I mean... yeah I, I know I was there but the listeners weren't there Mike yeah it sucks for them missed out what did they miss out on I have no idea there's a lot of people. What was the... Well, first, what, what were you dressed as? Uh, some sort of cartoon character. So, when you some came... Sort, some sort of equine? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not clear on it. When Mike came over, Mike was purposely hiding an integral part to his costume. This is correct. Yes. And said, guess what I am. Is this also correct? Um, I think you had looked me over trying to figure it out, and I was like, I I think I might have said, like, I, I wanted to see if you could figure it out without this part of my costume. Yeah, and I wanted to figure it out. I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you, and you got this, you got this shirt, shirt, 
uh, shirt. I was gonna say shirt jacket. It's again. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Uh, you got like a suit jacket on, but you got like a like a light sweater underneath. Mm-hmm. You got some jeans of some sort mm-hmm. and and red Vans and Converse. Versus, uh, Converse. The red Converse were like kept fucking. That was what my eyes were like. This is clearly a signal, and I can't figure out what it's trying to tell me. This is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were like you've watched some of the show, blah blah. blah. And you were like, I was like, give me another hint. And you're like, well, I don't know. It's on Comedy Central now. And I asked Mike, is it animated? But Mike thought I said, is it anime? Mm. So Mike said no. And I'm like, a live action show? I don't fucking know. So I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. But you were. Dressed up. As. A character from this show. I fucking hate you. You were Bojack. Mm-hmm. Which. <laughs> I still don't understand at one point last night why someone walked by and said, are you a cow? I don't think they said, are you a cow? I definitely heard what sounded to be like a small child say cow, which in my mind is like, all right, the kid knows animals. No, I was standing next to you. I mean, you had the thing on. You, could, you couldn't hear well in that yeah. thing. But the kid walked by and said... <laughs> or like, look, it's a cow or something. Mm. There was no one else dressed as any animal near us. He had to only be talking about you. Yeah, I believe it. I'm saying it was probably... Unless he was just calling me a cow, which also may not be incorrect. Mm. You know... I'm large. I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Not yeah. a great joke. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, where was that? Did anyone get your costume? Uh, probably, maybe. But no one, like... Said no to one, you, no one said anything to me. That's surprising. If they did, I was you couldn't hear. Them. I was wearing a fucking horse head mask, so it's very difficult to. It's not full on sensory deprivation, but it's pretty fucking close. Well, the eye holes were in a ridiculous spot. Eye holes were in the mouth, in the nose, which made no sense. Wait, the mouth was technically. I mean, supposed I could to be for vision. Listen, there was, besides the part where I stuck my head in. It was no perhaps holes. three other holes, and they were both. All three of them were in my line of sight, so I don't know if it was four. Looking through, you definitely ate and drank through it, at yes. least once. Yes. You should have drank through the nose too. Did you do that at one point? Did I miss that? No. You mm. fucked up. It's. I would need a very long straw. I have multiple pictures of you sticking things in your mask to ingest them. None. With the exception of the chimichanga, nothing actually went through the mouth hole. But it made it for a great picture. Yeah, I suppose. It looked like you were just horsing around. Yes. Um, and then I was a costume that nobody knew what I was. And nope. still, like, in, pictures that I have been posted on social media at this point, mm-hmm. like, friends have commented on the pictures and, like, what the fuck is Brennan supposed to be? And I'm just refraining from even responding to it because I just want people to be like, what the fuck is he supposed to be? Yeah. And leave it at that. And uh, <laughs> Christian commented on not one, but two pictures saying like, what are you? And I just haven't responded. I was actually expecting him to text me to actually ask me mm-hmm. and whatever, but he didn't. So I was like, yeah, whatever. You're just going to live in wonder, live in the mystery. Uh, but oh, I Tony was... Wonder would be a good costume. Someone would have to also be fucking Job though. Yeah, maybe. I'll do it. I think it actually only works if you're in like a Halloween party setting and someone says the word wonder and you can put it out saying, did somebody say wonder? And then you would still get a lot of people being confused, but then 
someone like me be like, oh, I got it. There'd be one person that would get it. Mm. And how often is someone going to say wonder? I I don't know. How often is someone going to say wonder and you hear it? Listen, there's a lot of ifs. A lot of ifs in this. That sounds like a costume that would ultimately just be every once in a while. You just walk in and go, did somebody say wonder? And be like, no. Yeah, listen. It's really only funny in the sense that it is, it's a lot of effort for what will be ultimately a very narrow audience. Listen, well, a very what, niche audience. But what's wrong with that? You know what I mean? Like Nothing. my costume last night was for no one but me. Yeah, but it also wasn't funny. Oh, I was trying to be funny. Yeah, I was this, trying. To... This this costume is funny to me. I was uh, I was dressed up as the fool from Sinner Wild Hearts, which is the main the protagonist. And uh, I don't know. I, just, I like that game. I was like, you know what? I gotta throw away, throw together a last minute costume. Mm. I can pull this off in some way. You might have overestimated your abilities. Yeah, though. I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I was I was fine with it. What was the best costume that you saw last night? Uh, what's his face from Goosebumps? Oh, I'm again still not not convinced that that wasn't an actual marionette. Marionette or ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Um, we were walking down one of the side streets near Goodnight Fatty, who is a sponsor of this episode of Pass Control Podcast, but we'll talk more about that later. We were walking down one of the side streets by Goodnight Fatty, and there was a, I'm assuming a child, yeah, dressed up as the dummy from Goosebumps, just sitting on a porch, but when someone walked by, he would like... He would get up. Yeah. And, and it was fucking freaky. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Kudos to that to that child. That's a weird pull for a kid that... I mean... Is Goosebumps still a thing that kids do? I mean, the movie came out with Jack Black recently. I don't know. Does it have the dummy in it? I don't know. I'm sure, like, if it wasn't the kid's idea, it was the parent's idea. In which case, you know, good for the parent. I guess. It's a weird thing to make your kid do, but... Dude, make make those kids useful for something. I guess. Getting those those, uh, shrieks. Those yells mm-hmm. in the streets. Yeah. So that was the best costume you saw last night. I'm gonna have to probably go out and say that the miles on the walk back that I saw mm-hmm. was a dope miles. Like mm-hmm. he had that miles down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a little shout out to, of course, when we were at Bit Bar, there was the group of Mushroom Kingdom. Oh yeah. People, but mm-hmm. that Waluigi was perfect, and. He painted his nose orange, and I don't know why it was just so perfect. Like, it was just, or pink-ish, orange, whatever. It, like, he did a really good Waluigi. The Toad was good, too. They were all good, but, like, I felt like, I felt like they were all dressed as the people that suited them for some reason. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing a large group of people committed to a theme. Yeah. Because I feel like I didn't see a lot of that last night. What, group costumes? Yeah. I mean, outside of, like, a couple costume. I don't call that a group costume. Yeah. I mean, at what point do you call it a group? More than two people. More than two. Because, I mean, I feel like there was that group of people that we still don't know what they were. They were in, like, the white suits. Oh, yeah. Glasses. Like, I don't... I I mean, but I didn't... I mean, maybe if I knew what it was, maybe it was a good costume, but Mm -hmm. I just... It didn't look like a good costume to me. Um, Let me see if I remember any other groups... Uh, I take it back. That headless horseman costume was fucking dope, oh, yeah, and it fucked really me good. up when he took his fucking pumpkin off. Yeah, that was really good. He was like, the, this guy was basically dressed as the headless horseman walking around, 
and when he would like interact with you and take his pumpkin head off his costume went above his actual head so he didn't have a head underneath it's pretty great because you don't expect it you didn't expect it I looked up and I watched him start making the gesture to take off what I assume was a mask but he removed it and there was no head and I thought very good yeah, it was it was good. It was that was a good costume. He was on the news too. I don't know if you watched that whole news clip. I did go through the whole news clip. Um, I remember the guy that popped up at the end behind the reporter. Yeah, I see him like we, every, yeah I we saw him, him too though. But yeah, yeah. we did see him. Well, that, I saw him down, downtown too. But like I feel like I see him every. I also see him at conventions a lot too. Yeah, I think he lives in Salem mm-hmm. and dress or yeah, I think they live in Salem and they they yeah, dress up do a great a lot. job. Yeah, they they're very elaborate costumes. It wasn't Pennywise. It was just an evil clown, just right? Evil. I'm unless Pennywise takes on the form of like a a carnival uh, guy. I forget I, what they're I called. Don't, I don't fuck with fucking clowns like that. That shit fucks and fucks me up. Mm. Not feeling it. Not feeling it. Gets me real good. Gets me real good in the in the bad ways. Mm. Gets me real bad. Right. As we like to call it in the biz. Real bad. Uh, and then shout out to Brian. Brian had a fucking amazing costume. Yeah, people love Brian's costume. Mm-hmm. And then there was, there was that couple that was, uh, Canada and uh, and Vegeta. Vegeta. They yeah. were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Did enjoy those. Did enjoy those. And then Dylan had really good makeup on and yep. uh, fatty. Mm-hmm. There, was good, there were some good costumes last night. I mean, costumes. it's Salem. Salem doesn't fuck around. Yeah. No so joke. It was a good time. It was a good time. Got to bring your A game. We you didn't got, do that. You got it. If you don't bring your A game, what are you even bringing? You brought nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. Each and every week, a couple of best friends sit down and chat about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Sometimes we talk about Salem. Sometimes we have great guests on. This is not one of those nights. It is just me. And joining me tonight is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Vizier. Mike, how are you doing tonight? You didn't already ask me that? Well, I'm asking you again. I don't know. What's your favorite color? I don't know. Let's say uh, blue. What's your favorite soft drink? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You don't have a favorite soft drink? I don't know. It'd be easy for me to say, like, Mountain Dew. Because you're a gamer code something or live or something i haven't had one in a while though so i don't know let's say that let's say uh are you you getting off the soda game no are you walking over to the soda water game hell no i'm still upset the time i accidentally bought fucking carbonated water and or sparkling water wave on a car how did you accidentally do that because i was flying i was like in one of the New York airports, because that was where my layover was, I believe, and I was rushing to just buy a drink mm. to have, and I didn't realize that there was fucking bubbly water there. So, like, I bought it, walked off, and I looked at it. I was like, why does this look different? Oh, you meant to buy water? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. If you were, like, meaning to buy soda and bought that, I'd be like, I'm so confused how you confused no. that I mean, one. I meant to just buy water, and it was bubbly water, so then... On top of that, because I didn't realize it was bubbly water, when I opened it up on the plane, it, like, fizzed out. and like oh. That shit's still sitting in my fridge. I brought it home. I just left Why? it. Why? What? But you're not going to drink it. I'm not. Oh, Mike. I'll give you some alcohol to mix with it. Make some good use out of it. No. I got you. Uh, well, that's good. 
my favorite soda is probably not that I I, I don't really drink soda at all anymore. Mm. Uh, cherry Coke is my go-to. Cherry Coke's my jam. I, I heard, and I should look into this, that Coke is doing another like when I heard about this, I'm like, didn't they already do this? And they did. It's just that it didn't do well. They're making another attempt at uh, doing like a coffee and soda thing. Did they do that? Like, remember, remember Coke Black? I don't actually. Really? I re- I remember that. Listen, I well, I make myself not like soda anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't drink soda anymore. To the point now where I'm at, like, I don't know. A long a long time ago, old fuck now. But back in my early twenties, there was a point where I was like, I want to try to make some healthier choices. I drank a lot of Coca Cola or soda in general, but mostly Coca Cola. I'm gonna just cut out soda. And at that point in time, I also didn't drink coffee. Like, Coke was my caffeine. Like, yeah. soda was my caffeine. And I cut it out, and it was really hard at first. Like, the first week, it was, like, legitimately, like, whoa. I'm, like, like fucking tingly and, like, shaky. And, like, my body is clearly dependent on this sugar and caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, like, a week and a half-ish, I started to, like, build up a better fucking tolerance to not having that constantly in my fucking bloodstream. Um, but I probably gave up soda at that point. I was still working at Border. I probably gave, I probably stopped drinking soda for at least a year and a half when I did it the first time. And just by making that change and not really making any other major tweaks or working out any more than I was, which was not a lot probably at the time, um, I probably lost like twenty pounds, no. like crazy weight, just from not drinking that anymore. Um, then I would like after a while, it was probably like a year and a half, maybe two. It could have been, it might have been two years, but it was a long time. But then after that, I was like, oh, I'll treat myself, like you know, you know, I'll, I'll buy a twelve, I'll buy a twelve pack, a coke, and I'll leave it there, and like I was. For the most part, pretty good about it. It was like, I'll have it once in a while. Or if I'm having a bad day, it's like, all right, it's my little present for myself. Mm. Uh, and then I would also want to keep it there because it's like you and fucking Dom come over. It's like, you, know, you guys still drink soda. I don't, you know, I'm not going to, mm. no one wants water. I want water. You guys want soda. So we do that whole thing. Then at some point, I mean, I don't know timeline at this point, I just dropped right back into soda as a regular thing, blah, blah, blah. And sporadically throughout there, like throughout the next, I don't know, six or seven years, I would give it up for short bursts and then go back and give it up and go back or just make efforts to drink less of it. But probably at this point, I'd say maybe for the last two years at least. Mm-hmm. Or no, probably the majority of, not the majority. I don't know, I've lived in Salem for almost six years now, I think. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not asking for your, I know you don't know. Yeah, good. Um, I would say at least for the last two years, maybe three years, I've pretty much just given up soda completely. The only time I drink soda now is if I'm at a restaurant or bar or like a wedding or something and I have like a blank and soda, so like an alcoholic drink, which I normally don't reach for those types of alcoholic drinks anyway. or most certainly when we go to the movies. Mm. That's like my the one one time. And I feel like since I've done that with the movies, like I think my body and mind are now trained to this whole 
if I go if I know I'm going to the movies, which for me personally, it's mostly just Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, and then like maybe one other type of movie throughout the year. Like not many other movies outside of that. Mm. And it's like it, it's it's a weird thing. I mean, I like popcorn too, so that's like part of it. But like knowing that Star Wars is coming in two months, I'm like, oh, I can't fucking wait to have Coke. Like that's where my I'm at. But any time in the last three years that I've tried to have soda outside of the movies, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm. Like uh, like Liam's birthday party last year, Todd had like little mini cans of Coke in the cooler, and I was like. Nah, it's a fucking baby Coke. Like, whatever. I'm at a party. I'll, I can have this. Crack it open. And I'm like, I don't want it. Like, I drank it, but I was like, I didn't like that. Mm. It's just not a, I don't know. Your your body pushes it away at some point, I think, if you, if you push it off long enough. That's sad. Is it, though? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but anyway, at some point, to, to get back to wherever the fuck I was talking about. You were talking about coffee and Coke. Yeah, they did that once before. It was Coke Black. I remember that being around maybe our senior year of high school um so now they're doing like coffee and coke or coke and coffee whatever they're calling it um i forget why i brought that up to begin with but it is now a thing it's back already i you know i don't drink that no i i heard about it i matter of fact it might be like one of those things that might not even be in the u.s i don't know what the marketing is on it i'm gonna look it up now i mean there are there i don't know there's a lot of things. Would that... I don't know. I, I don't think that would be delicious. I love coffee. I don't love soda anymore, but I did love soda at one point. I don't necessarily need those two things mixed together. Blending two things you love doesn't always result in something new that you love. That's what I know. Hmm. Uh, according to the Twitch chat, in 2019, it was reported that Coca-Cola has started to plan an introduction of coffee-related products across 25 markets by the end of the year. Coffee has been planned to combine Coke with coffee, which will contain less caffeine than a regular cup of coffee, but more than a regular can of Coke. Hmm. Does not sound like my cup of coffee. You know, I... I, It was super low-hanging. I had to do it. No, it's just I've gotten to the point now where I can hear people just be really pleased with, like, the comment that they made. So even though I wasn't looking at you, I could hear you, like, smile before you started nudging, and it made me uncomfortable. Listen, I gotta take the fucking wins when I can get them. And that's a win, Mike. Don't don't judge me. Win? I gotta take them when I can get them. It was, it was a draw, maybe. You've seen the year that I've had. Actually, it was like a DQ. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally Toad in the background of my brain going, draw! And then, and then it's my voice going. <laughs> oh, oh, I miss. No, I, not oh, I miss. What's the other? What's the one? He that, said, um, not in the U.S. version. He says, um, shit. No, he's damn. Like, he's like, oh, what the hell? Oh, like what the hell? Yeah, that's so good. I love it. Uh, anyways, I never actually introduce myself because on days when I'm tired like this, the intro is always fucking it gets dropped in a poor way, and I apologize. I'm your host as always. Brendan Groom. Mike, moving on to before we get into the topics of tonight, anything you've been playing this week or uh, just O dubs? Yeah, probably O dubs. I think that was it. Nothing new? Nothing striking your fancy? No. There's a lot of good games on Game Pass currently that I'm going to make you a list that you should just download them. Because I think there's some things there you would enjoy. 
Well, maybe. But, uh, I'm going to get you a list. Uh, Luigi's Mansion came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is that anything for you? Any uh, interest in that? Not really. Did you play, ever play any of the Luigi Mansion games? Luigi's Mansion I games? I feel like I've told this story before, like, multiple times. Oh, I, I don't fucking know. What am I a fucking... Do I remember everything that you say? Mm-hmm. Like, apparently I gotta. Apparently I gotta take notes. Yeah, keep track of these things. I mean, I'm assuming you never played the 3DS one, which is the second game. No. But did you play the GameCube one? The first game? I did not. I never did. I rented it from Blockbuster. You did tell the story? Yes. Okay. Mike, listen. I, I don't remember everything. But when you start opening those glorious fucking yams of yours. Yams? Do people say yams for no. mouth? I don't believe so. What did I say the other day? Did I say it on the podcast or did I say it somewhere else? When I was like saying I gotta like take what I can get. Your nibs and nabs. My, my nibs and nabs. Did I say that? Where did I say that? We were at Shanty. Why did I say that? I think oh, yeah, were, we were at the shanty. We were at the shanty. I think you were trying to tell people like how you were trying to make a costume. You're like, yeah, I'll oh, just, just get some nibs and nabs. Nibs and nabs, yeah. Fuck's a nib or a nab. I don't know, like a little, like it's like a niblet or a nablet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see how ridiculous that sounds? There's definitely, if it's not yams, then there's definitely like a... People call legs gams. No, but I wasn't thinking about your legs. Oh, good. <laughs> you don't want me to think about your legs. No, there's like definitely like a... Yap? Oh, shut your yapper. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Mike, I don't know. Again, it's been a long day. I apologize. I'm not funny. I'm never funny, but I'm like especially not funny. Funny. Whew. Funny or entertaining today. Okay, so that's what you were trying to say and you said funny? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mike, my brain's just mush. I'm thinking about cookies. I'm actually now starting to sweat. I don't know why I'm wearing this bomber jacket back here. I wanted to match you in the Overwatch fucking uniforms. Yeah, you're having a rough day. Anyways, so I don't know why I say anything. So I picked up Luigi's Mansion yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to play it because yesterday Halloween, we live in Salem, craziness, mm-hmm. been up all day. So tonight I will get to finally dig into Luigi's Mansion. And I'm excited because I never played the first game on the GameCube. I played probably half of the 3DS one and I just stopped playing it because of whatever reason I just probably started playing something else and just never went back to it um, but I'm excited to play this one because A I love the Switch and it, I just I feel like I have so much time to play my Switch which is why I play a lot of games on my Switch hmm. um, but it's getting like really good reviews and I'm not normally like a person that bases my personal preferences or opinions off of reviews but it's getting like really good for the most part, you know, hype and people are talking about yeah. it. So it makes me really excited. That I'm like, great, this is like a good little adventure that I'm going to have a good time with, hopefully. Um, but what I have been playing this past week has been more Dragon Quest XI-S, which I'm just in fucking love with. I I can't believe how in love I am with this game. I've tried to play other Dragon Quest games in the past, mostly on the 3DS, and they were never bad games, but for whatever reason, I just never got too far and never finished them. I feel really good about the fact that I'm probably going to finish this game, and I'm excited about it. I mean, I still got a long way to go. Like, I think I'm maybe 10 or 15 hours in, and I want to say if you didn't do... I don't know how long the game is, but I, I feel like it's this is probably at the bare minimum, I would say, maybe a 60-hour game at the bare minimum. 
Um, so we'll see how long it actually takes me to get through. But I I'm feel pretty committed at this point, so I'm 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 loving it. I'm loving it a lot. I just got to uh, Gan Gondolaria, and I just uh, finished the quest to get Silvando, who I'm not a big fan of right now. So you get you you get some more party members as the game goes on, right? And uh, you get more than you can have during a battle. You can have four people out in a battle. So now I'm at five people. So as it stands right now, Silvando's taking the fucking back seat. I don't know how I feel about him because I don't want to. That's the thing I always struggle with with these types of games is that I feel like if you're not part of the beginning people that I've already grown grown like a relationship with, like mm-hmm. playing the game, you gotta fucking you gotta wow me. You gotta knock it out of the park when you get introduced because. If you get introduced later in the game and, like, I'm rocking with my squad here, I don't know. You gotta, I mean, do I really want to bench one of them to throw you in? Like, I don't know. I'll probably work him in soon to some fights just to see if I like his, like, moves and stuff. It's fight time. But as it stands right now, I got, I mean, my character, uh, Eric, who, like, the voice acting and just the character design and just a lot about him he reminds me of like I, I don't know why he just reminds me of like Sonic the Hedgehog a little bit just cause he's like I don't know just like the way he like delivers some of his lines like all snappy like oh you're too slow but like not that but kinda has that type of voice too I don't know anyways uh, I can't take him out cause Herbal. he's my fucking boy like he's the you guys are I don't wanna like spoil any story beats but like he's the first person you get in your party and I'm like he's probably staying around to the end and then the sisters are the other two people I have right now and they both use different types of magic so I like the balance of my party right now where it's like the main character can use a mix of everything so like he's kind of more well rounded Uh, Eric has a little bit more um, like physical combat stuff but some of his other things that I've unlocked with him, I enjoy what he can do in battle. And then the other two are like, one's a little bit more offensive magic, one's a little bit more defensive magic. So I like having that duality so that I can have someone, if I need to, have um, have them constantly healing other people. Right. Um, but I don't actually know what Silvando's moves are, but I'm assuming it's more physical based like Eric. So I don't know if I want to have three people like that and one magic. We'll see. I don't know. We'll play around. It's going to be a long adventure, but I'm enjoying the hell out of that. And then since we last recorded, The Outer Worlds came out, and I didn't have to have a chance to play it before we recorded last week, but I have had a chance to play it since then. And I almost gave up on the game. Because I started playing it the night that we recorded. Mm-hmm. So last Friday. We recorded last Friday, right? I think so. So I started playing it after that. I played for about two hours. And for some reason, the game wouldn't let me save. And I was like texting Todd. I was like, when do you... Because he was playing it. I was like, when do you get the ability to save the game? I was, it was like, it's weird to me that I can't save the game yet. Is there someone that I didn't, like, was there something that I didn't do? Like, did I not talk to a person or something or an NPC to, like, trigger something that was like, this is how you save? Mm. He's like, no, 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 when you get to the ship, you should be able to save. I'm like, okay, well, I've, like, way past the ship at this point. I've been playing for, like, two hours. So I 
like fast travel back to the ship and like went I, I like did all I did everything I could possibly do to try to trigger anything into letting me save it and then I was like well I'm not gonna like turn this game off or anything because I don't know like I don't want to lose this fucking progress because if I do I don't want to play this game again because I was enjoying the game too so then I was like googling like trying to see if anyone else was having this issue and I couldn't find anyone else having this issue and then I tweeted it out in like a non-aggressive way just like hey like at Outer, Wild, Outer Worlds at Xbox is there like is this a known problem or is there something I'm not doing right I just want to make sure that my progress doesn't get lost whatever and they all blocked you no they didn't all block me I'm actually surprised maybe I didn't tag Xbox support because I feel like I've tagged Xbox support before in a, like a, in a query on Twitter and they respond very quickly um, I must have just tagged regular Xbox or something regardless I was like I don't know what else to do it's not saving and from what I was reading online it was like the game auto saves pretty frequently and when you see the little ship icon in the corner of the screen that means it's auto saving I was like I haven't even seen that happen yet so Todd was like just die it's fine then they'll respawn you to the last save point I'm like Todd when I go to load game right now there's no save file nothing is saved so if I die and it brings me back to the beginning of the game, I'm not going to play this game again. He's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. Just die. <laughs> what do you think happened? Oh, classic Todd. I died on purpose, and I had to start the game over again. And at that point, I was like, okay, I just wasted two hours of my time. I don't necessarily want to do this again. So I put the game off for a few days, and then I was like, okay. I'm going to try this one more time, but I'm going to try to save off the bat. And if this game does not let me save, I'm definitely done with it. And so far, it has let me save. But because of that issue, I'm so, like, nervous about making progress and losing it that I'm now constantly saving, and it's, I feel like, ruining the game for me. Mm-hmm. Not that it's, like, a long process. It's literally press start, press down, press A, like... That that's the extent of what I have to do, but it's just so frustrating. But other than that, the game is pretty great, which is the reason why I wanted to like really give it another shot and hopefully not have any other issues. Um, so especially if you have Game Pass, I would one hundred percent check check out the Outer Worlds. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it's it's uh, filling a void that Fallout seventy six is not. Because it's made from Obsidian. Obsidian had worked on previous follow games so the, there's a, a lot of similarities between the game mm. um, and I think a lot of people are enjoying it I sure surely am I'm not like the biggest follow guy but I do enjoy this so far we'll see I, I, I like these types of games though where the choices you make matter which is why I like Mass Effect so much mm-hmm. so at least for now I'm involved in the story if the characters keep hooking me then we'll be good to go and i'll get through this game no problem but anyways moving right along mike today is the start of blizzcon Mm -hmm. now there's been a lot of big announcements already Mm -hmm. like diablo 4 which is a big deal for a lot of people uh world of warcraft Shadowkeep, which is a big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Some updates to Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, all this sort of stuff. But we're going to be realistic with ourselves here and not talk about any of that stuff because we don't typically play any of those things. So mm-hmm. I don't think we really have much input to say on any of those matters. Mm-hmm. But that Overwatch 2 announcement, though, mm-hmm. 
How'd that make you feel? So, I was working for a while, mm-hmm. and what ends up happening is when something quote unquote important happens, you guys all start texting. But you don't. And really- after and after a while. After a while, once it gets to like a certain number, I'm like, I don't even care about ever catching up on these. Like, I don't even open it up. I just let it buzz. And for a while, I'm just like, something must have happened, but I don't know what happened. So for a while, I just didn't know what occurred. Um, it was only like way later. I was like, well, let me see something. I saw like Blizz come up. I'm like, oh, they must have done something about Overwatch. And like, I watched it later. I watched the trailer like way later and it was like everything that I think was leaked already so I didn't learn anything new. What? What they showed today and talked about today was not everything that was leaked. I mean... The leaks were correct. The leaks were correct. But they showed and talked about much more than that. Yeah, I think I think at some point I looked at text and you had talked about some of like the possible upgrades for characters. Like I haven't seen any of that. So they did the reveal. Well, did you watch the cinematic? I watched the like cinematic. them fighting in Paris or, or yeah. France or whatever. So they did that. Then they did, a, like, Jeff Cavanaugh's on stage talked about a little bit of stuff. I didn't see any of that. So you, you just watched the cinematic trailer? I'm confused. I once all that happened, I didn't feel like I wasn't sure what had occurred. So I ended up going to YouTube and like finding the cinematic and the some other quick video that I think took place. Right after, I think. Right after that kind of went over what the game was, and they, like, they showed like the push mode and whatever. Okay. But I didn't see anybody talk about the game. Okay, so then a little bit later after that, they did a, like, what's Overwatch, colon, what's next? Mm-hmm. Which was like a panel with Jeff Kaplan, and I don't know who the other person was. I'm assuming they work on Overwatch. I just don't know who the person was. Yeah. I apologize. Um but they did like a, a little bit more in-depth of like a breakdown of certain stuff or things they're looking forward to or whatever. And it was like, I mean, for the very limited things that they're talking about, it was pretty revealing. But there's clearly a lot of things we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get into those things, from what you've seen, or I guess it, how do you – last week we talked about the leaks. Mm-hmm. And we talked about them kind of extensively in our thoughts on what that could mean for the future of Overwatch, Overwatch League, how that makes us feel, all the stuff. Now that we know the nuts and bolts of it, where do you stand on this? Like, are you for this, against this, happy about it, excited about it? Um, I would have to see more about the stuff that if I wanted to get, I would have to pay for. Okay, so I'll I'll get into that now then. So that, that way you can have a better, you can build a better... Uh, mm-hmm thought process around it so basically um uh, they are adding in well at the at the baseline it's a very interesting approach they're taking with this where it's a sequel but they want to do everything to not distance their current audience by putting out a new game Mm -hmm. so they're allowing overwatch one and overwatch two multiplayer to play together mm-hmm. so that's like going to be a level playing field yeah. and i believe that the new characters and new maps will also be available in overwatch one mm-hmm. so it will all be the same mm-hmm. uh, and i'm assuming that means that push will also be available in overwatch one mm-hmm. the stuff that you get at least so far with overwatch two are mostly pve stuff Mm-hmm. So they're adding 
main missions and hero missions. The main missions are going to be what it sounds like a story kind of lore built structure where you're picking whoever you want and it sounds like it's a one to four co-op thing Mm -hmm. where the hero missions I think are going to be more like um, the I guess the closest thing is like the stuff in archives Mm -hmm. where the hero missions are going to be things that are specifically built around groups of heroes and their objective is like you're playing these for like score and like you want a reason to keep playing them whatever that's what the hero stuff is where they're built around specific heroes, and then the main missions are going to be story things where you can have some more flexibility in who you're choosing. And I guess they're also playing around with, in the hero missions, that is the only place where this new talent thing they've introduced is a thing, where basically you can level up in these things, and you can change some of your moves and like special abilities and stuff like that. But in their... So, so currently the plan is that's only a thing in hero missions which is the replayability thing mm. that's their focus with that mode is like this is a, a single player mode a PVE mode or it could be cooperative a PVE mode where it's something you're going to want to keep playing for whatever reason um, Jeff Kaplan did make a point to say that that stuff will never come into PVP mm. it is never going to be a part of the competitive scene yeah and he also made a point to say that the competitive scene is very important to them, obviously, fucking Overwatch League. So they're never going to, like, I think that's part of why they're making it so that these two games play together. Because they don't want to take their 50 million player base and segment it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting. I... I Dom and I had a conversation about earlier that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, primarily Blizzard's gaming background are PC games, and most of their PC games are, like, expansion pack heavy. Like, Mm -hmm. if you look at games like World of Warcraft and stuff like that, it's, like, built around this expansion pack model. And that's not too different from how games just are in general now with season passes or DLC or whatever it may be. And... Obviously, sequels have been a thing forever. There's plenty of fucking franchises and, and across every medium. But uh, it's an interesting approach to try to make it so that they're keeping their big player base, hopefully getting more people, and then appeasing the people who are looking for that additional single player or non-competitive or non-PVP content with Overwatch. And I think it is... Like, I don't know. Like, when we were talking about leaks last week, there was a lot of, I think, hesitation. And I don't know how much I expressed that, but I think there was a lot of, like, ah, I don't know if this is, a, like, I don't know if this is going to, like, I'm going to get it because I love Overwatch. Like, I point blank, I love Overwatch. Like, I like the world. I like the characters. I like the game. I don't like Roloch, but that's a different conversation. Um, but I think now that I know more of the nuts and bolts and see a lot of this stuff in action, I actually am really excited for the sequel and the talent stuff which if that got I, I like the talent stuff now especially because it's locked to a different type of mode mm-hmm. it just makes the game you know have a different avenue for, for some interesting things but to get back to other things that they basically talked about here is 
because the game is still being built and they're still balancing things and adding things and taking things away and changing things and doing all the stuff and they made it very clear like listen some of the stuff you may see this weekend or play this weekend because it's also there to play they have a one i think they have one hero mission and one main mission for you to play or they have just they have the toronto map with the push game mode and then one hero mission i think is what you can play at blizzcon this weekend mm-hmm. but uh Jeff made a point to say, listen, like this is a game that we're still working on and things can change from now until when it actually comes out. But he made a point again to say like talents are not coming out of that, but I guess they are playing around with talents being in the mission, the main missions too, as like a just whatever mm-hmm. to see if that does anything cool. But a lot of the because the talents again are not part of the PVP, I now am a bigger fan of them. And some of the ones they were showing off were really cool. Like one of Hanzo's is called, I forget what it's called actually, but basically when you shoot a sonar arrow, any enemy that's in the range of the sonar arrow, if you shoot your regular arrow after that, it then like goes through all the people that are in the sonar. It looked really cool. I mean, it's literally just like Yondu's fucking arrow from Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, but it looked really cool. I was like, I kind of fuck with this. One of Reinhardt's things is like, his alt earth shatter instead of just being like a cone it's a circle so like you fucking bang that hammer down and everyone just fucking blows up and shit Torbjorn has one called <laughs> my babies that's uh instead of one big turret you can put down three little turrets it's just I don't know it's great I just I like a lot of, I like a lot of this playing around with these characters in this way and I think ultimately like this talent stuff I don't think it'll ever come into main overwatch Simply because Jeff made a point of saying we, you know, it's already hard enough to balance this game anyway, making it so that you can have the same character on both teams, but one beat stronger or better than the other, is not what we want to do. Like that's not we want the game to be as balanced as possible. Um, but I like the idea of like, you know, they play around with all of these crazy abilities now. I can see them using that as like a way to also maybe kind of workshop new heroes mm-hmm. you know what i mean like playing around with the ideas of these things in practice and then like maybe there's really good feedback because i feel like they listen to a lot of feedback and they're like oh well, maybe we'll work a move like that into the next hero that we bring in or something like that um the only hero that they officially confirmed was sojourn right who looks fucking badass mm-hmm. uh is the first canadian hero mm-hmm. coming with toronto as well as a playable map um but I'm confused because Echo was also in that trailer, mm-hmm. which I know that other non-playable characters have shown up in cinematics before, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit weird that for a cinematic for the sequel that didn't have all of the characters when they're all returning, according to them, mm-hmm. uh, did have this other character as a, pro- you know, whatever, prominent, like, was prominent enough mm-hmm. that... They were in that trailer, but not announced. So I think it's probably safe to say that, that Echo will be a character at some point as well. Yeah, I mean, she was in the Ash trailer too. Yeah. Cinematic. Yeah. I, I think Dom said she was also in a Winston cinematic in the past, or a May cinematic or something. I don't know. But, I mean, I think I think it's, it goes without saying that the fact that she was a prominent part of this trailer means mm-hmm. that she'll probably also be added to the roster. Yeah. But they made a point of saying that there will be a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. let's see what else 
I think that might be it as far as like the main beats. They're trying to slim down the HUD. They want the the screen to have less clutter on it, so it's more focused and more streamlined and mm-hmm. less things you know in the way. They said they they changed the announcer's voice for the matches, but they didn't say anything. But they they the way that they said it made it sound like it must be a character in the game mm-hmm. that's announcing the matches because it's just a it's just like that random voice that voice isn't tied to anyone in the game right that's like win or whatever it's, like it's i think it's an ai within within like overwatch's fucking facilities like there's a like their computer console i think that's the voice from i got gotcha. you so i don't know if it's changing to a hero or something i don't know but they, they made a point to sound like you would know who it is when you hear it but it's different now mm-hmm. um they didn't go unless i just missed this part of it they didn't go into detail on the push map i did miss the beginning of it so i maybe they did talk about it at the beginning but uh i'm curious as to how that game mode works i'm happy they're bringing in a new core game mode which yeah. jeff explained the reason it's a core game mode is it will be in quick play and it will be in part of rotation for ranked mm-hmm. um which means that we must also be getting well i mean this goes without saying we're gonna get a bunch of maps obviously for mm-hmm. for the for this but uh i'm curious to see how that functions because it looked like to me at least that it's probably a little bit more focused on getting kills because it's essentially escort but you're not on the payload, the robot's moving it for you? Um, the way I've heard people um, describe or compare it, and I, this is, again, I didn't watch the thing, so I don't know how much of this is true, but it seems like it's like um, the tower thing from Splatoon, if you ever played. The thing that moves around? Yeah. So you just have to basically, like... It, you capture it, it, capture it, and then you can leave it. But then they can recapture it. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I that's probably that sounds like what it would probably be like then. Um, which I'm just happy that they're introducing a new mode. I would like to see them introduce another mode as well. I mean, will they? Who knows? Over time, maybe. But I think it would be cool to see them do that. I honestly think it would be cool to see them do something similar to Killer Queen, where maybe there's a map that is has two objectives mm-hmm. so it can kind of pull in either direction i don't know if that would fundamentally break overwatch yeah. um but if they could make that thing work i just i'm obsessed with the idea of that since killer queen black where it's like i like having to manage three objectives at once because i mean i wish Todd was here to comment on it too but it it gets really hectic and like sometimes you you feel like you have to like kind of have galaxy brain to be able to pay attention to all the shit at once granted it's all on the same screen it's not like a scrolling screen mm-hmm. so on overwatch it would probably be much harder to fucking do yeah. but if there was like a you know if it was like move the payload and the payload distance was not that long but also like a some other thing you could be doing on the outskirts and having to manage both would be pretty cool because then you'd have to like essentially have at least one of your teammates like keeping an eye on the other objective 
So it could get like really fucking cool. I don't know. I I, I think there's there's room to add more game modes. I'm happy they're bringing at least one across. Um, but now knowing all this stuff at the bare minimum, how do you feel about Overwatch Two? Yeah, I mean, it's nice that the uh, the PvP stuff is free for Overwatch One players, which is what I'll care about in the immediate future. But do you think you're like is Overwatch Two not a day one buy for you? Here's the problem with Overwatch Two. Hold the thought. The last important thing I I forgot to mention is all of your cosmetic progression mm-hmm. carries over to Overwatch yeah. Two, which, according to the leaks, that's the only thing that was false. Is the leaks said that that would not be a thing? All the leaks, well, at least the one that I saw from Metro, was basically like, currently as he understands it, it wasn't going to transfer, but it was something that was in like that was like the one thing that was in flux. I like see. it could have changed. It could change, but as he knows, as he like was aware of at the time they were not going to progress my assumption with that is that obviously cosmetics are two things for the game one it's a thing that brings people back in because it's like oh there's an event right now there's limited skins or whatever i want to get those so maybe i was lapsed player or maybe i'm not playing as much but during that month of the event i'm probably going to play a little bit more yeah and the other part of it is there's also people who spend money on loot boxes Mm -hmm. so that's a revenue stream for them yeah my guess is that, and they didn't say this, but my assumption would be that Overwatch 1 cosmetics, you know, voice lines, all that stuff, well, they will trans- transfer over if you're a legacy player. But my guess would be that stuff that was cosmetics in Overwatch 1 won't be unlockable cosmetics in Overwatch 2 mm-hmm. and vice versa. All the new skins and stuff they add, I would imagine, would only be unlockable through Overwatch 2. And that would be the way to make Legacy fans very happy, give everyone who has Overwatch 2 something to unlock and do, Mm -hmm. and also, I mean, if you're you're coming into Overwatch 2 and you're mad that you don't have stuff from Overwatch 1 but didn't play Overwatch 1, then then you're just a little fucking cuckoo bananas because that doesn't make any sense. But I think that's a good way to keep legacy people happy. Also, like, give, like... Because this was a thing that I always... I think I mentioned in a podcast before. I wish when they started... Like, after the year one of Overwatch was over, and we were like, whoa, what are they going to do with the events? Are they going to do Halloween again? Like, are they going to do these events again? Like, is all this stuff going to be the same? Like, what's going to happen? I always hoped that they wouldn't make skins available again year to year. Or if they did, they were a different color. Mm-hmm. So that way it would be like, oh, well, I played Halloween the first year, so I have the skin in blue. But this year's version of the skin is red, so like, I have the blue one, you can't unlock the blue one, but you can unlock the same skin, it's just a different color. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shows like a, like a, I don't know, I think I think there's an important thing to be said where for like people, well, I don't want to stun, you know, you want to stun a little bit. So I think if Overwatch 1 stuff is locked to Overwatch 1, but also transferable, I think that'll make a lot of people like, yeah, no, I got my Witch Mercy skin, and you can't get it unless you go buy Overwatch 1 and play Overwatch 1. Yeah. Anyways, so sorry to cut you off. Uh, what was I saying? Um, basically, the only thing... So, PvP, great. PvE, cool. It's just... 
if I decide to get it, where do I get it? What do you mean? Like, am I going to... If I decide to spring for... Um, you know the answer to the question. But here's the thing, and maybe this won't be the case and, like, it becomes a moot point. If it's PvE, potentially co-op, but I could play by myself, mm-hmm. this would potentially mean this would be the one time I could, like, play this game on the Switch, like, not connect to the internet, and, like, let's say I'm commuting somewhere, I don't have internet access, I could potentially just play it there. Like, it gives yeah. me that one option. No, absolutely. I'm going to throw this ball in your court for a second. Mm-hmm. When you typically travel for work mm-hmm. on a plane, on a yeah. train, or whatever you're doing... Mm-hmm. How often do you actually bust out your Switch? Because I always ask you this question when you go away and come back. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you play on the plane? I don't know. I, like, brought my Vita, my Switch, a book, mm-hmm. a Kindle, a fucking Nook. Mm-hmm. But I watched a movie on yeah. the in-flight entertainment. Mm-hmm. So is that really a thing you're going to consider? Um, like, the option is nice to have it. but the like option, The option is nice to have it, which is why I literally have anything I have on my Switch. I know, but, like... I his, like having the option. I know, but historically, I feel like you don't take advantage of it. I don't take advantage of it, but I always bring it with me anyway. So, clearly, I like having the option. But if it's on your Xbox, you will play it. That's the thing. Uh, maybe. Again, also, now on my Xbox, I barely play anything. I mean, I play Overwatch. I mean... To get the loot boxes. And I think, again, you've already answered this question without knowing you've answered it. Mm -hmm. Have we not talked about the fact that, like, you want to get your Halloween stuff? Hasn't your focus been getting Halloween stuff on your Xbox account? Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that your focus is going to always be your Xbox account because that's where you want your progression. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you can do whatever you want, obviously, especially if PvP is going to just be whatever. It doesn't matter. Um... I mean, the next thing which I think is possible and would make all of this irrelevant and would also probably get me to buy Overwatch 2 twice, and Blizzard might know that, is just fucking link everything to your Blizzard account. And then it's just the same progression wherever you're logged in. Yeah. Um, I would have to imagine that's not too hard for them to make happen. Even if they don't enable cross-play. If they just make it so that my Overwatch account is tied to my Blizzard account, so when I'm logged into my Switch, it's got all my shit. When I'm logged into my Xbox, it's got all my shit. And if they did that, yes, uh, Mr. Blizzard, uh, Jeff Kaplan, or whoever else listening, if you did that, I would buy Overwatch 2 on my Xbox and on my Switch, without a question. Mm. But for me, it's probably an Xbox purchase, because... That's where all my progression is. Mm. Would it be nice to have on the Switch? Yeah. Will I still probably buy it on the Switch? <laughs> Maybe. But I think for me it's an Xbox purchase day one no matter what. Now with it coming out, what when is it coming out? No release date. No release date. They, they did, Jeff did say that it is coming to Battle.net, it's coming to Switch, it's coming to Xbox, it's coming to PS4. Mm-hmm. And he said Xbox One and PS4, mm-hmm. which would make me think it's coming out next year because Xbox Scarlet and PS5 are supposed yeah. to come out next holiday. And those are going to be backwards compatible, right? That is what they're saying, is that those two will be backwards compatible. So if that's the case, then yes, you can put them out on Xbox One and PS4 
I guess, after next year, too, and still be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why they would do that. The only thing that makes sense for them to do it for that reason would be, yes, if they put the game out, you know, as a launch title for Scarlet and PS5, that's a smaller install base, obviously. Mm. Whereas if they put it out on Xbox One and PS4, that's theoretically, you know, 150 million units out there to play around with. So the sales potential is a lot higher. But there's also the the risk-reward of if you're a launch title game on a new system and you're a good game and people buy you, you could have a really high attach rate and still sell a lot because there's not a lot to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's there's risk-reward on both ends. But my guess is if it is a next-year title, it's not going to be until after the next season of Overwatch League ends. I can't imagine them doing it in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking silly. When's the season start? Uh, I think the season typically kicks off in February, okay. and then it usually ends in like June or July, I think. Mm-hmm. Or did it end in August? Yeah, I could have sworn it ended like. Maybe it did end in August or September. Because now they had more teams and they could do more games and stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how it's gonna roll out, but still, regardless, I I don't see them launching Overwatch two during the twenty twenty season of the Overwatch League. Mm. I see that it being like a after the season's over. That way, the professional teams have time in the off season to play this new game, practice it, figure out you know the new mode, all the stuff, new heroes, blah blah blah. Mm. I can see it being very chaotic if they did it in the middle again part of their overwatch one overwatch two is playable across both is to keep that very balanced and like keep the whole audience there um but with the addition of new heroes and new maps and new mode at least one new mode i can see that being super hectic just in the middle of the season you know what i mean yeah because typically when a new hero has come out during a season they're not available off the bat, right? No, they so might... they go through the PTR process first? Yeah, they go through the PTR process first. But uh, even then, they're not available right away in the league, right? No, I think at most, depending on when they come out, they might like it might not be there for this stage, and then they'll pop up in like the next available stage. Yeah. All right. We're running way longer than I thought. We talked about Overwatch too much. Fucking Overwatch, Mike, it gets us every time. God damn. This episode of the Passing Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night from 7 to 11, you can head down to Higginson Square and get yourself a delicious fatty. If you are looking for a breakfast option on Saturdays and Sundays from 9 to 2, you can go to Good Morning Fatty, which is at 1 Washington Square, and get yourself something sweet or something savory and enjoy your morning with a little, little breakfast pocket pita thing not a pita thing but delicious little baked goodiness or a cinnamon roll Um, they also have a second location in the alley which is open on Fridays and Saturdays from 7 to 11 and uh, each week they got a different rotation of three cookies and they're I don't know I'm never disappointed Mike have you ever been disappointed I don't think so but I don't remember things you don't remember things uh Assuming the cookies are this, they normally are the same every night. But because Halloween, it might have you know, things may have changed. But uh, 
The cookies were bangers last night. Yeah. What What did you get that was really good? I got the Bailey's something or other. It's tasty, tasty treat, huh? Yeah. I got chocolate disaster Bailey's and a. I forgot the third one was. Yeah. I forget as well. Did one of them have pretzels on it? I remember seeing a pretzel when I looked okay. at the display. Okay. So case. then they must have the same cookies because I saw Eric delivering cook uh, pretzels to the alley tonight. Mm. So. The cookies are definitely the same. But yeah, head on down there, Limino Pass Controller Center. Yeah, get yourself some delicious cookies and support a local business. Feel good about yourself and uh, make your belly feel good about you. You know what I'm saying? And check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty. Mike, the last thing I want to talk you about still tonight. still have to talk? Yeah, unfortunately. Jesus. I know. I know you hate me. The last thing I want to talk about tonight before we wrap things up is. Since we're closing in on the year, and we know about we know a little bit about what Nintendo has planned for us next year, I would imagine in the next direct or two is when we would find out about any more of these because I can't see them doing them much more after the first half of next year. But maybe I could be wrong. In January, we're getting. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which is a port of a Wii U game to the Switch. For those who aren't, like, super invested, the Wii U didn't perform well. Had a lot of really great first-party games. Didn't perform super well. A lot of those good games have found new life on the Switch by being ported over. Um, My question to you, Mike, is, is there anything left on the Wii U that you are hoping gets ported over to the Switch, find some new life, maybe not even for yourself, but for just a bigger audience in general. To, to put it in perspective, the Wii U closed out its lifetime at somewhere around like 13 million mm-hmm. lifetime console sales. Right. Most games didn't sell that well, and even if they did, I mean, I think the only, like Mario Kart 8 did crazy numbers. It was like almost 100% attached rate. It was probably like 10 or 11 million copies of that sold on again on a console that sold 13 million which is not good mm-hmm. uh it may have did a little bit more but I, I think 13 million was like the last like big number that i paid attention to um meanwhile mario kart 8 deluxe which is a port with some additional content to the switch is i don't know i texted it the other day somewhere around 20 million or 18 million it's a lot that's mm-hmm. half of where the switch is at at 40 million yeah. uh, also it's a port and it already did you know 10 million so it's like a 30 million you know what i mean anyways are there any wii u games that you would want to see brought over to the switch Brennan, i i didn't play I, what did i play on my wii u i don't know what you played i i played i played the games that they ported over the wii u games that got ported i like off the top of my head the games i played on my wii u mario kart 8 splatoon smash okay those were like the three games I played. I know Those are all really good Wii U games, and they're all really good Switch games. Yeah, they all got ported. The only game that I can remember on my shelf right now, on my that I had on the Wii U, was like Sonic Lost World. No, I wish was a uh, to- uh, Tokyo <laughs> <laughs> Tropical Freeze, a game that also got ported and also is sitting on my shelf, still in the plastic wrap. Like I never even opened the game up. Yeah, we spend money in bad ways. Yeah, so I, think I had oh I have uh, Injustice Two, I think. For the Wii U. Do you want that port of the Switch? 
I think I have it on Xbox. Yeah, I don't you, play you do. There I know, I know. You don't play anything, Mike. I get it. The only game I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, oh, you know, that'd be cool if it got ported. Tatsunoko versus Capcom. A game that I did not own, I also didn't play. It was also on the Wii. <laughs> Fantastic. Port that one. Um, Well, we'll get there. So other notable games that I could see getting a second life on the Switch would be Pikmin 3, which I think they could just go for a threefer and just do a Pikmin trilogy collection and just do Pikmin 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 and 2 were GameCube games. Um, Mario 3D World, which I'm actually shocked at this point hasn't been ported, especially because, in my opinion, of the two Mario games on the Wii U, uh, New Super Mario Bros. U and 3D World, 3D World is not only the superior game, but I would argue one of the best Mario games. It is so good. I love that game. Um, you love that game, too. We played... For, the, that was like the only time I think a Mario core Mario game has ever done co-op good. Mm-hmm. Co-op was really fun in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That that's one of my favorite Mario games. 3D World for the Wii U and 3D Land for the 3DS are like two of my favorite Mario games and I feel like they sell well, but I feel like they don't get this like critical recognition they deserve because I feel like they're both fucking fantastic. But uh I'm surprised at this point 3D World hasn't been poured over. My assumption is if we get at anything else next year if it's just one more game it'll be that um but i'm hoping there's a few more in them um like getting the crowns in that game like whoever finished the level first or with the most coins or whatever will get the crown and yeah. then it's like you're fighting for the crown on the side it's it like it was it was like a good like cooperative but also slightly background competitive at the same time i, I enjoy that a lot how that smoke tastes mm. um you could pick each other up and throw them off the stage. Like, it, you could be devilish. Yeah. I liked it. It was good. Um, Wonderful 101, which had touchscreen elements. Obviously, the Switch is a touchscreen, but that doesn't work if you're playing docked. But I think there might be some room to get around that. Who knows? But that's a game I could see, you know, performing well if they ported that over. It's a Platinum Games game. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a little bit kind of kind of hits two different <clears throat> excuse me two different console generations here but because they're originally uh gamecube and wii games but they got hd remasters for the switch uh for the wii u which is uh, zelda sorry <coughs> zelda twilight princess and zelda wind waker mm. i don't know how hard it is to take those hd remasters for the wii u and port them to the switch but if it's not a lot of effort, they should definitely bring those over. I feel like they would do very well. Or at least sell a couple mil. And I would imagine that's decent enough. Um, but I think those would perform very well. Especially because it's been a little bit before Breath of the Wild. Uh, after Breath of the Wild. Like, I wouldn't put those out the same year as Breath of the Wild. But I think that they still have their place and still have an audience. And I think they would do very well. If Breath of the Wild 2 is the plan for next year, which I don't think it will end up being but it could end up being next year's holiday release or something mm-hmm. uh, I hope they don't put them anywhere near it they should definitely keep that a distant distant release and then the last thing that I'll throw in there is technically only the third game came out on a Nintendo platform but that doesn't really matter uh, I would love to see just in general a Mass Effect HD trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
And I oh, I, love... do have, I do have Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U. Yeah. So that came out on the Wii U. But I would love to see the trilogy just get ported over to the Switch. That would be fantastic. I would 100% play through that again. I mean, even if it just came to the Xbox, I'd buy it and play it on there too. Because I fucks with some Mass Effect. But dipping into... I figured I'd just open this up to... Are there Wii games or GameCube games you'd want to see get ported? Yeah, just bring back Mario Sunshine. Mario Sunshine? I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I feel like it's a highly requested game. Do you think people would buy that? Some someone would buy it. Someone besides like there would be at least be two people in line. It'd be me and some other guy, and I'd be like, "Oh, you got Super Mario Sunshine?" I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that. I think it would perform well. I think it would do well. I would be down with that, but I think I may have mentioned this before on the podcast. But I would probably be more down with a sexied up, smoothed out Super Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it real sexy. Mm-hmm. Get all those polygons popping. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I just I feel like uh, I'll throw a fresh coat of paint on six, Mars 64, and you get yourself a fucking slam Baby, dunk. You got yourself a stew. You got you got yourself a stew. That's for sure. Uh, but other like Wii Wii games, uh, Mario Galaxy one and two. I feel like for some people, those are actually their best Mario favorite Mario game. Um. And Mike's showing me uh, LOL stands for Luigi over here looking thick and just Luigi with a big old set of buns. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not wrong, though. Um, Sexy up that fucking Super Mario 64. How do you feel about Mario Galaxy 1 and 2? I didn't play them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It's news to me. Those are, like I was saying, some for some people, those are their favorite 3D Mario game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those would perform really well. I, I would think it would be a bad call if they did bring them over and either only brought one or brought them separately like you got to bring those it's just a fucking package pack, deal, package deal. Um, another one would be from the Wii Skyward Sword I don't know how hard it would be for them to remove the motion elements of the game mm. but the Joy-Cons are also motion enabled so I, I don't know how the porting of that game would work it would probably take a lot more work than other games but I think it might be worth it but again if you're going to put out all those Zeldas I would make sure that they're not out anywhere near Breath of the Wild 2 because they will definitely get overshadowed uh, Metroid Prime 3 was also a Wii game and then 1 and 2 were on GameCube they also back then did a trilogy collection the trilogy collection has been rumored for the Switch for a while now that would be a nice little thing to sneak in there I think it would do very well it would definitely tied some people over who were waiting for Metroid Prime 4 really really badly so that would be a good one to bring over <clears throat> you mentioned Tatsunoko versus Capcom mm-hmm. I love that fucking game I would love if they made a sequel or brought it over or whatever they did they'd have to renew a bunch of licenses I would imagine to make that work so I don't know if that's I don't know how that would get worked out mm-hmm. I don't know I also don't imagine that like licensing out Tatsunoko characters is super expensive I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of those characters are like used in stuff currently. I mean, definitely not over here that I know of. No. There might be like some anime or cartoons and stuff like in Japan, but I don't know how often those characters are being used currently. Um, so I don't know if, if it would be too hard to work out a deal with Tatsunoko if I'm Mr. Capcom cutting these deals. Yeah, uh, 
don't know how how difficult would for them how difficult would it be for them to uh, port over Rock Band the Beatles. I don't know. Probably very difficult too. That would be very difficult. I would imagine that that the Beatles license and the Tatsunoko license are are not comparable in price mm, or not. deal structure. Maybe not. Yeah, that's a that's a bad comparison. Any other GameCube or Wii games, Mike? You had some bangers on the GameCube. There's rumblings that that uh, the that people want HD remaster of Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah, probably. Road Rage Hit and Run. Hit and Run. Is hit and Run also... was the. I think there might have been a game. There might have been Simpsons Road Rage, but I had Hit and Run. Hit and Run was the crazy taxi like. Yeah. Then Road Rage, I think, was a GTA like. That makes sense. So what we're really saying is forget all of that and let's just get an HD remaster of Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't get that license back either. We can get that license. I don't know. What's, I was going to say, what's Mark McGrath up to? Wrong person. I mean, we can call him up and just see what, hey, what are you up to? And he, he might answer the question. Who was the lead singer of, uh, of, uh. Of The Offspring? Yeah. I forget, I don't remember the guy's name. I don't either. He's a PhD. Oh yeah, he does. Oh yeah, he does. He like isn't he like working on a cure for cancer? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, the places you'll go. My, it's a good Dr. Seuss book if you're not familiar, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm quite familiar with his work. Um, a few other random things. Wii Sports. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Joy Cons could handle Wii Sports. I don't know how that would do as a thing to get to Wii buy. Fit back. Do some Ring Fit Adventure and just bulk tie- out. Yeah, just completely go full blown. Like, yeah, I gotta do my workout, guys, and you pop in your switch and you're doing whatever it is. You get to do some stuff on the balance board, right? Listen, all I'm saying is, we fit trainers in Smash. We getting ring fit adventure person in Smash. Eventually. We better, even if it's an Echo, better be there. Actually, just looking at the game, I think it's gonna be like. It would be their whole, own character. I mean, they like crazy moves. It's an RPG. It's like crazy moves. Yeah. It's like shooting fireballs and shit. Uh, Zach and Wiki, another one-off that was a Switch uh, Wii exclusive that is kind of a, has a cult following. It's a pretty good game. I think that would be a good game to port over. Um, Rhythm Heaven Fever, or heck, just make a fucking Rhythm Rhythm Heaven collection. Bring that over, or just make a sequel. I'm down with any of those. Um, GameCube though, I was I, I feel like the GameCube's in a weird spot where it's like some of those games are either just we're getting sequels at this point or they just probably wouldn't age well. Sunshine would probably be a good one. Obviously Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Um But I can't really think of any other standout GameCube games that would make sense to port over. Mm-hmm. Other than just like you know, they're good on their own right. We're not going to, like, HD remaster them. We're just going to, like, put them out on the eShop or something. I, like, I can't think of any that either already haven't been or are would be worth it. Like, if Sonic Adventure 2 Battle got ported over with no accoutrements, just fucking the game as it was, but it's on the Switch now, would you buy that? Uh, Honestly, that might be a game I'd buy. I wouldn't play it, but I'd probably buy For it. For nostalgia's sake. I'll just, just have it. And yeah. I'd... I, I would turn it on. I would play that one level just to hear the music and then stop playing. What song? Uh, the I want to make something up and I can't think of anything. Wait, what level? The, the fucking first oh, one. The fucking snowboarding on the streets? Yeah. Isn't it just live and learn? I think it was Escape from the City. Oh, it was Escape from the City. 
running away at the speed of sound. Let's follow me. Oh, shit. Wait, so then what's Escape from the City? Um, we can't play oh, it. Oh, wait. But... It's the same song. My bad. Running away at the speed of sound? Yeah. Follow me, set me free. Trust me and we will escape from the city. Okay, yeah. Because you're running from like a fucking train or something that's like coming on the street? You're a hedgehog, Brendan. I don't know. Mike, bring some joy into your life. Camp. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a few more gems that they could port over, but not a ton. And again, when, when you start getting... Because I don't, I don't know where the line is going to be. Like, we got Super Nintendo games. Are we going to get, at some point, N64 games as just, like, eShop slash Nintendo fucking online service additional games? Or are we going to start getting into the, hey, we're going to throw this game on here, it's six bucks or whatever. Or are we going to start getting into, like, like, they're probably not going to HD remaster Mario Kart 64, but something like Mario Super Mario 64 could swing that. Or, I don't know, Star Wars Pod Racing. People love that Star Wars Pod I don't know why people love that game. I don't think that game is that good. I had it, but I don't, I don't think I played it much. I never owned it. I rented it from uh, not Blockbuster, because... We didn't use Blockbuster. We had a local place called Sully's, mm. which I don't believe is in business. It was also a convenience store, but I don't think it's there at all anymore. Mm. Um, I can't vouch for that, though, because I haven't driven by that in a long time. But I never actually owned it. I only ever rented it or played it at a friend's house, and I don't remember it at all ever being that good. I don't remember the arcade version of it ever being good either. I always felt like I couldn't control it properly. Pro- properly. Did you ever play the arcade one? I don't think so. It had, like, the, like, this, yeah. yeah, like, the levers you had to, like, balance. And as a child, I could not fucking figure that out. Yeah. I, How young were we when that movie came out? Or when that game would have come out? Uh, 2001? I mean, the movie came out in 99, so do with that what you So want. around 2000. 2000, 2001. So we would have been, like, 11? 11, 12. Apparently my brain couldn't handle fucking... And to think, fucking Anakin could do it, and he was only 10 years old, so... Poodoo! That is what Sebulba said. If if, I if I if I could do one thing, it would be to make my ten year old self play that game at the arcade and go. Now this is pod racing, mm-hmm. and some other quotes from the movie, because that's the kind of kid I want to be. You know, Mike, this is podcasting. Yeah, I I don't care for that. One. I know. The last thing we're gonna touch on before we wrap things oh up, Mike. God. Mike. We got a question in the Patreon bucket, so we got to answer the question. Are you going to whore yourself out for questions? I'm not whoring myself. We got a question. I'm going to answer the question. Yeah, the Patreon. They, they paid money, and you're like yeah, debasing uh, yourself. I'm not debasing questions. myself. I'm just they paid money. and want to ask questions. So anyway, why? they want to know what <laughs> what's your penis size. <laughs> Who poop last? Who poop last? Um. So. You too can write into the show by going to patreon.com slash past controller, just like Sapphire Jade did. And Sapphire Jade asked us a question like, Has a game ever made you cry? Mm. I don't know. I feel like I cried more when I was. Mm. 
just because it's fresh in my mind, I feel like something might have happened to Flood at some point in Super Mario Sunshine that would have made me sad. I don't think I cried, but I would have been sad. Okay, all right. So I was, I was been stewing on this for a bit because I'm like, I am in touch with my emotions, and I'm fine with that. I, know I mean, I, I, I cry at many things, and I'm fine with that. That's true. But when I was thinking about it specifically with video games. I was like, has a video game actually made me cry? Mm -hmm. And I don't think it ever has. Mm -hmm. But I have definitely, like, felt sadness Mm -hmm. with emotion. Like, I felt emotionally invested in in characters or games. And the one that rings truest, and it's why when you came in, I was watching mass effect clips is i was like yeah you know what there's like a lot of scenes in mass effect the first three games that that like i was tied to some of these characters and like when certain things happened or like certain dialogue trees went you know played their course that i definitely i don't don't think and i have have no problem admitting it if i did actually shed tears but i don't think i actually shed tears but i definitely was like sad at certain moments of that story uh a lot of stuff that had to do with Thane because I was I liked Thane as a character a lot. There's a, I mean I guess spoilers for Mass Effect. If you, it's not like a big spoiler, but Garrus throughout the series is like one of the main characters, and I always had him in my squad, and I was like Garrus was my dude. Like I'm down with Garrus calibrations, all that, but. In Ma- I'm pretty sure it's in Mass Effect 3. In Mass Effect 3, like, Garrus is, like, he's kind of, like, a little snarky, a little snippy. Like, he doesn't, it seems like he's a person that's, like, doesn't like to open up to you because of his past. So he's, like, not, like, he's not, like, going to, like, fucking sit down with you and, like, get emotional about stuff. Yeah. It's, like, we're going to fucking do the job. We're going to do the fucking mission. Blah, blah, blah. Calibrations. Like, we're, this is where we're at. I might say some funny quips. I might shit on you a little bit. I might call you out on your bullshit. But I'm not going to like sit down and be like, let's talk about how we feel about the people we just killed or something. But because Garrus is my dude, and I think you have to have a specific relationship with Garrus to get to even this cue to happen. Yeah. Um, but somewhere towards, the, I think, the end of Mass Effect 3, you're back on the Citadel, and which is like kind of like the hub. And... Garrus and Commander Shepard are like you know this is the end game pretty much like shit's about to go down like we're probably gonna fucking die like whatever blah 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 but then you go up on like this fucking like kind of rooftop type thing and again Garrus is all about like I'm the best sniper fucking calibrations hit me with your best shot he's like I wanna they're like joking around like having a good time and like you know it's good dialogue and it seems like the first time that, like, you kind of slowly, like, Garrus is, like, a little bit more open with you of, like, you're a friend. Where, like, previously Garrus would never be, like, you're my friend. Like, he would never fucking say that shit. But, but uh, you get to this point and then you do, like, a little thing of, like, oh, I want to I wanna show you that I'm a better shot than you. Like, I got these fucking canisters here. I'm going to throw one off the roof. Let's see if you can snipe it. And then I'll do the same fucking thing. And 
you can like you th- he throws the first one you shoot it you throw the next one he shoots it and then like they're like you know saying like playful quips or whatever a couple jabs and then so a lot of like a, I know you didn't play Mass Effect so a lot of Mass Effect is like conversation trees and depending on what you choose the outcomes are different people's relationships change based on how you talk and there's also like uh paragon and renegade so if you choose paragon options like you're choosing to be like the, a good person renegade trying to be a bad person that changes the effect like the outcome of things in the game and stuff like that regardless when you when he when garris goes to throw the second one you get a dialogue option and it's not a dialogue thing it's just miss on purpose or like shoot that shit so I missed on purpose let my boy Garrus fucking feel good about himself and I don't know I don't know it did, again it didn't make me cry it's actually starting to make me cry right now but not really cry but like I don't know mo- m- things like that in that game I just connected with those characters a lot so it was uh, it was really enjoyable to like play out those stories mm-hmm. anyways um, I miss Mass Effect I didn't finish this game. Well, I kind of forgot I even had this game. But I feel like you had mentioned something about this game being very emotional. Did you finish Firewatch? Did that also get emotional at the end? I didn't finish it. it the game was so slow. I just couldn't fucking do it. I need to get back to it. Did you finish it or no? I, I just said I didn't finish yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I can see that one getting emotional. It's another game that like, if I were to turn it on right now, I'd probably forget what I was supposed to be doing at that very moment yeah. and be very lost. Actually, fuck, you know what? I do know a game that actually made me shed tears. Was it Collect? Was it Gex? Yeah, it was Gex, Enter the Gecko. Uh, no, it was actually, like, a very small game. It was, uh... Bye, Bernard. Uh I just want to make sure I say the right name of the game. I believe it's called Florence. It's a mobile game. It's on my phone. Let me just make sure. Florence. So it's a, it's a very small game, quick game, called Florence. It's on phones i don't know if it's anywhere else it's very inexpensive i highly recommend it it's a very short game it's a game it's just a really good experience if you care about kind of a deep dive on relationships and how relationships change over time it's basically did we ever talk about this game before mike Mm, maybe so it's basically a how much is it Three bucks. Three bucks. I, I highly recommend it if you like the idea of like dissecting relationships. But the game isn't hard. It's just kind of like th- there's some interesting elements. Anyways, I don't want to get into that part of it. But it's basically the story of like two people in a relationship and that over time. And it really affected me. And I played it in one sitting. Again, it's a short game. It probably, I don't know, an hour, maybe two hours. It's not a long game. And I downloaded it one night because it was highly recommended to me. I laid in bed with headphones on. I was like, oh, I'll give this a shot, whatever, blah, blah. And I played it in one sitting, or I guess in one laying down. And by the end of it, I was fucking weeping. It's a good game. But that has now triggered in me. There's definitely actually been other times that I've teared up. Not like streaming down my cheeks, but definitely things that have teared up. And more often than not, for like happy things in games. 
like things that I'm like, oh, I fucking love that. Uh, and I will say, I probably get more emotional and mostly happy tears over game trailers. Like, I've probably cried happy tears at Smash reveals. Yeah. So, there's that. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Past Controller Podcast. As always, you can find all of our content at PastTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PastController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PastController. If you're a friend of the show, if you're a fan of the show, you want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes, which really helps, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, and share us on social media because that will get more people that you interact with interacting with us, and that would be amazing. If you do have a few bucks kicking around and want to help support the show, you can do that by going to passthecontroller.threadless.com and buying something from our shop or becoming a patron at patreon.com slash passthecontroller. Uh, or subscribing to us on Twitch. That obviously throws a couple of bucks our way as well. If you want to keep the conversation going with us, you can join our Discord. easiest way to do that is to go to our pinned tweet on Twitter. There's an invite link right there. Click on that. Get yourself in there. Come hang out with us in our community, play games, all the fun stuff that us nerdy people like to do. You can find me at Groom. You can find this guy at underscore MyGoPath. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode 167. <laughs>